Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. We're glad that you tuned in today. Welcome to the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. You're going to be in for a treat. Sit back, relax, or listen to this while you work out, whatever floats your boat. Thanks again for hanging with Coach Noonan on the podcast. Wanted to take a moment and tell everybody, hey, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and some other awesome podcast platforms. So please take a moment and give us a listen, as well as leave us some reviews. Uh, That's really the only thing that I ask from a fee standpoint. Share, review, and keep the, the listening going. Thank you to everybody who's already given us a listen, and as well as those who have shared. We look forward to many more episodes with some really awesome people in the future. Looking for a way to sell your program and make some money as well? I've got something for you. Check out Story of the Season. This is a digital program that helps high school and college football teams share their story like never before. Each week, they collect all of your video highlights, articles, interviews, and other content and publish a digital game recap magazine that captures everything that happened on and off the field. At the end of the season, they publish a digital yearbook covering each game. The revenue schools make from selling our subscriptions and ads more than covers the production fee and provides coaches with extra funding for their program. Sounds like a pretty good win to me so far. Story of the Season requires zero effort for coaches and gives them an incredible tool to engage the world with their team. Hard to beat that. If you're interested, <clears throat> please contact Chris Herman by emailing Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at storyoftheseason.com to learn more. Or call 518-944-3311. Check him out on Twitter, at storytheseason. Give him a follow. Thank you for sponsoring the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. On today's episode, I talk with the lead hog, Coach Tony Schiffman, the offensive line coach at Lake Forest College in Lake Forest, Illinois. Coach Schiffman is in his second year at Lake Forest. Coach Schiffman is also the co-founder of the hashtag HogFBChat on Twitter that talks O-line play every Monday night, as well as runs the Hog Football Podcast, available on your favorite listening platforms. Coach Schiffman also knows what it's like to be a big guy and slim down. He's in lean and mean shape in preparation for their upcoming season. Talk with Coach Tony Schiffman is an awesome opportunity. He welcomes people to reach out to him and pick his brain. It'll be worth your time. You can find him on Twitter at Coach Schiffman, C-O-A-C-H-S-H-I-F-F-M-A-N. Check him out. Enjoy the podcast. Today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. We are welcomed by the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the big, the big grizzly bear himself, Coach Tony Schiffman. He's the offensive line coach at Lake Forest College. Uh, good morning, Coach Schiffman. How are you, sir? Good morning, man. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Got the got the cups of coffee flowing, and uh, <laughs> you know nothing like waking up in the morning and, and crunching numbers and trying to trying to make sure you can take care of everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So 
you know, most people know you from hog football chat. Now you've got your podcast going, mm-hmm. um, you know, what has that done for you from a, um, recruiting standpoint, uh, and things like that, you know, people, people, kids, kids see who does what on social media and stuff, you know, do kids ever talk about, Hey, I want to go, uh, I want to go play for you, man. Cause you know, you, you, one day you're going to talk about me on, on the chatter. Is, is that ever come up? Um, it's, there's been a few kids that have mentioned it, you know, just, and more, not so much the chat, but a few kids that have mentioned, Hey, I've seen your social media. Um, or I've seen, I've seen you out there before, but not, not really with the chat. I mean, the chat, the chat itself has opened up a lot of doors, just relationships and, and networking. Um, but it, uh, it hasn't really stolen away that, that top notch recruit yet. Maybe, maybe if I'm eventually at a, at a big, big level scholarship school, who knows, but right now it's, um, it's more just kind of helping out with coaches uh, and helping out, like I say, kind of with those, those, that networking and, and building those relationships kind of in our profession uh, more so than, than in the recruiting aspect of things. Yeah. Where, where did, um, where did hog football chat? Uh, what, what was the, obviously the, the idea was to, to, to talk about offensive line play, uh, but what, what caused the, the birth of it and uh, what has been one of your greatest, um, sense of accomplishment with with the chat yeah uh it 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 started with dingus and i um jack dingus uh it was it was just a branch off of the texas high school football chat and and we wanted to sort of streamline it for offensive linemen um and originally was going to be for defensive linemen but that fell flat on its face so we we uh made it just for offensive linemen um, and it just started as a bunch of offensive line coaches talking about offensive line play, obviously, and, and then it sort of has adapted kind of into what it is now where we still talk a lot about offensive line play, but we can have some fun with some things and, and, and have those, uh, those, those different conversations about offensive linemen and, and things of that nature. Um, I think, truthfully, I think we really – I knew things were going well when I started to see some of the names participating, you know, Kevin Mawai and, and, um, and Herb Hand getting on there and, and, and commenting every now and again. Um, and then really when we had our first couple of, we had our first two clinics at Rhodes College uh, with Pete Jennings, um, and those were good and those were, went well. And then truthfully, um, our most recent clinic, which we obviously weren't able to have one this past uh, April because of the COVID, but the year before uh, we had our third clinic at, at Wisconsin Whitewater. And I think we had close to 200 coaches. And, and that's when it kind of was like, Oh crap. Like this is, this could be, we can make this kind of as big as we want to make it. Um, and, um, and that's kind of when truthfully, when it really sort of opened my eyes, I guess a little bit more. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's again, kind of, it's evolved sort of into its own cult, I guess, um, <laughs> where, you know, it, it, I'm really proud. And I know Dingus is really proud of, of what we've done and what we started and, and, and 
how we can kind of bring everybody together and 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 have fun on on Monday nights during the during those down months. Yeah. Was there a point in time in the in in the process? Because how long have you guys been running the chat now? Um, five years, five or six years. Uh, five years, five years, five years. Yeah. So so. Was there a point in time where you were like, this is going nowhere, we're just spinning our wheels, or did it kind of have an instant, you know, take off and just and just keep going from there? I think early, we had that moment early, um, and that was when we tried to do it. There have been two, that I can remember off the top of my head, there have been two, two chat experiences where we were like, this is not a good idea. Um, and that was honestly the first time we did, um, we talked about defensive line play, like strict, like defensive line geared questions. We were like, this is bad. This is, we can't, this is, we can't do an offensive line and defensive line chat. We've got to do, we have to stick to offense. Um, and then I know some guys this will probably ruffle some feathers, but um, we did a, I did, there was a, a point in time of uh, three or four years ago when I was um, applying for a job with, uh, Nate Alba, who actually was the head coach at the time at, at Champaign Central, um, and he was running the the wing tee offense and doing a lot of wing tee things. And we had done uh, a couple questions regarded in regards to the wing tee, and it just was like this is not good. Um, so those are the only two times when I can remember kind of being like we have to really change our our path. Uh, and the, you know, luckily the first one was. I want to say that first one we did when we did the defensive line chat, um, that was within like the first month of starting the hog football chat. Um, and we were just like, no, this is not going to, this is not going to work. We've got to stick to offensive line only. So uh, those are, those, uh, truthfully, those are the only two times I know. I mean, every now and again, there's a couple questions that probably tank, but I, I, I hope, I hope, and maybe some other guys, when once they hear this, they can call me out on it. I hope there's never been a Monday that's just been awful. Uh, I'm sure there have maybe in our minds there have been, but but hopefully there haven't been any that guys are are just completely turned off by by participating and, and following. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, because I I started the the defensive line one, right? You know, at, basically out of a need of, of just searching for my own, you know, personal improvement and uh i guess there used to be one that existed like you were saying and not just from what you guys had started or tried to do um but uh you know it was one of those things where uh it's there's definitely days and times where you're just like um man is this actually going to uh to do anything right because uh, we've had some lean tuesdays uh and then just more recently, uh, I guess because things are starting to maybe have a sign of life or, or there's light at the end of the tunnel that we'll get a chance to play this season somehow, some way, everybody's like, oh, wait a minute, I need to, I need to make sure I'm ready to go. Uh, right. So how I've seen an uptick in participation, which is great, and I really appreciate it. But, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, tough in the beginning for sure. And, and you know, I, I – I pay attention to your guys' chat. Um, I don't always jump on it, um, but just to see where you guys go, and I've, I've definitely stolen some questions. Um, you know, like the other night, 
you guys did one and you had a lot of more of the, the fun based type stuff, not, mm-hmm. not so much um, schematical and te- technical stuff. And I was like, golly, I want to just take that whole chat, throw it and, and just call it the defensive line stuff for Tuesday. But I was like, ah, I can't, I'll, <laughs> I'll, pick, I'll pick and choose and spread it out. So he doesn't just completely think that I, I ripped off their entire chat. Right. Uh, we I've had that happen before. Truthfully. Um, there've been a couple of times where, and this, and it was just completely random where the topic that we were going to do was very similar to, to what uh, coach Fisher did with the, the Texas high school chat that week or that, that, that time. And, and I contacted him. I was like, Hey man, we're, we're, I apologize. This is, this is what we got plugged in. And he's like, nah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal because it's such a, I think, I think even though it's, we kind of branched off of him, there's, it's, it's a different, there's a, there's a different group and a different mindset for those Wednesday night ones as opposed to the Monday night ones. Um, so it, it worked out well for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I got you. Yeah. How do you, how do you keep, you know, covering, covering things for five years, I'm sure there's been, been some repetitive stuff. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and, and obviously for me, uh, I, I'm not going to throw a, a COVID related question every week. Like that just gets, we're right. all, we're all beaten over the head with it anyway. Um, but how do you, how do you keep it fresh? How often do you go back and look at your previous questions and go, okay, this is, you know, we, we need more of this. We need less of this. Or, you know, does that ever play yeah, in? Or is... A couple of times. Yeah, it will. It'll, it'll, sometimes it'll, if I, if I contact, um, if I contact Jack and we talk about, questions for the week there there'll be some times where he might bring something up or I'll bring something up and I can be like ah no we hit that a month ago or we hit that three weeks ago let's let's save it for another day because we've had I mean I'm sure every single one of our questions we've asked at some point or another but the good thing about it is that it's it still has relevance if I if I ask a question this Monday um, that we asked three years ago it's still going to have some sort of relevance and there's still going to be some, some new aspects of it that, that people can give different answers, or maybe they're going to have a different answer from what they, they did before or they do different things now. So there, there's still some sort of relevance as long as we're not repeating the same thing every other week, it, it's going to, it's going to have still that freshness, I guess, if you want to call it. Right. So let's let's spin it to the field now, um, and kind of, uh, if you don't mind, walk us through, you know, your kind of your coaching path, um, what got you started, and, and you know, some of the stops along the way. Sure. Um, I so I have a little bit. It's kind of funny. I always thought I had sort of a non-traditional coaching path until I talked to a few other guys that had that same non-traditional coaching path. So. Um, I, I, when I graduated college, I actually wanted to be in on the business side of things. I was a, a sports management major. I wanted to work in the front office uh, with the general manager, with player personnel, doing those types of things. Um, and actually went to graduate school for that for a year at, down in uh, uh, Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. Um, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. It wasn't what I was, was wanting. And so I ended up coming back home to Springfield, Illinois, um, and working for a year. And then finally, my one of my so one of my really good friends that I grew up with had signed on to coach at my alma mater, 
uh, because my my former position coach was now the head coach at my alma mater, Springfield High School. So he had signed on to help coach. Uh, we had spoken, and I said, "Hey, you know, if you're doing this, I'll go. I'll go give it a shot. I'll I'll, I'll talk to Coach Taylor, Coach Mike Taylor, and and he basically said, basically told me you're going to help out. Uh, you're not. This is not up for discussion, um, and you should go get your teaching certificate. And so he is is was that at that point in the still in man a man I, I greatly value his opinion, and so I did that. So I started coaching at, at 27." Uh, went and got my teaching certificate and um, and kind of that was the that was the the goal point so uh, I spent seven years at Springfield High School I coached for Mike Taylor and, and RJ Luke and, and had a great seven years um, and then it was time to find a full-time job and at the at that point in time I wanted to kind of get as far away from Springfield Illinois as I could so uh, it was either I can still remember to this day it was either Roanoke Rapids North Carolina or Surprise Arizona and the job in Arizona was an elementary PE job uh, with no coaching uh, at the time. It was, it was I, I left in the middle of the year, so it was going to be no coaching at the time, but there was obviously going to be possibilities to coach. Uh, but then the North Carolina job was football coaching. There was going to be coaching. So I went to North Carolina, uh, had a great experience there, got to have my first taste of head coaching as the, I was the head track and field coach for the boys and girls for two years. Um, and, and coach football. So uh, that was a great experience, but ultimately it was a little too far away from, from my friends and family and wanted to get that closer. That's kind of been my, so you'll, you'll sort of sense a pattern. It's kind of trying to get back closer to home each time. So uh, after that, uh, found a job in uh, uh, Clarksville, Tennessee at Rossview High School, working for Ron Lambert and had a great two years there. I, I absolutely love my time at Rossview High School. Um, I, had things worked out differently, I probably truthfully would still be there. But uh, we went through a head coaching change. Um, and the man who got hired uh, had his staff, had his guys he wanted to bring in. And I understand that's part of the game. And, and I had been looking for a head coaching job. So um, I was lucky enough to get, uh, get offered the job at Fort Madison, Iowa, uh, for Fort Madison High School. And so I went there and spent two years as the head coach at Fort Madison. And uh, helped to turn that program around and, and really had a great time, made some great, great friends and had a great experience there. Um, but I've been searching kind of in the, in the back of my mind, I'd always been kind of looking and searching for a, a college job. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I kind of always want to try to coach at the, the highest level at the best level I can. So uh, an opportunity came open at Lake Forest college um, and I was able to, to interview for that and, and, and had a, had a couple lucky breaks along the way. And, and April 1st of last year, I got hired on as the, the offense line coach, at Lake Forest college. And, and so that's kind of where I'm at today. It's been, it's been a great, great year. I've learned a ton. Uh, I, I've gotten to see sort of behind the scenes now of, of, of college experience and how recruiting works and how, how that side of things is. So it's, um, it's been a great, uh, great time. And, and, and that's, you know, one of the, one of the things that truthfully, in my coaching career, I've gotten to, I've gotten to learn a lot of great things from a lot of great coaches. Uh, and I've seen a lot of what not to do from a lot of coaches. So I've really been able to kind of piece together my, my style, my playbook, so to speak. Um, and, and become a, a better coach along the, along those many, many stops. 
Yeah, I, what, um, you know, you don't have to necessarily specifically say names, but who have been some of the more influential offensive line coaches at, at any level that, that you kind of have taken the, the most from and returned to uh, with frequency for, for continued uh, guidance? Yeah, well, I mean, I, Mike Taylor, who was my offense line coach in high school, was, was a great guy. Um, he's still – there's a lot of things that I do uh, and say that have roots in what Coach Taylor taught me and taught us as offensive linemen and, and what, he, what he did as, a, as a, an offensive line coach and as a head coach as well. Uh, truthfully, it, there's no one person that I like more than anybody else. I mean, that's the, the beauty of the offensive line play right now is there's so many good guys out on, on the internet, on social media, posting so much good information that I, I've, I mean, I've got notebooks full of, of things from hundreds of different guys that I've taken and tweaked and, and used and, and, and kind of made my own and tried to make fit our guys and our schemes. So there, there's really, it's, I know it's a probably not the answer you're looking for, but there, there really isn't one, one guy that, um, that I kind of go back to more than anybody else. No, uh, you know, and, and that's truthful. You know, we, um, like you said, there is just so much information and, you know, I, I think trying to always be a, a glass half full, positive, thoughtful person, you know, the, the best thing from a personal growth standpoint through all this is the fact that we've had so much more access to, to information and to right. people, um, you know, the opportunity to talk with somebody like you uh, for, for this, it may, may have never happened, you know, or, or um, just, just the exchange of information and ideas. Right. Um, it, it just has created so much more of a unified um, fraternity in general. Cause I've always felt, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but offensive line coaches wise, that's been a more unified group than probably any other uh, position oh, one, group. 100%. You know, I, think, I, I think it's such a, it's such a great renaissance right now of offensive line play. And there's so many good guys on, on, on Twitter, especially giving anything. I mean, if you, all you have to do is reach out to a guy and say, Hey coach, you know, what's, what's this? Can you tell me about this? And they're going to, they're going to get back to you right away. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, what have you seen from an evolution standpoint that uh, that has maybe changed um, in terms of blocking? And what have you what are you seeing that's what you know that seems to be in vogue, but in reality it's always been there, or they're just kind of pulling from from the old older days? Uh, I, I think the thing that you're seeing now is the the more technical side of things. And, and again, that comes with some, some of the Twitter stuff, but you, you see Duke Mannyweather and you see LaTarles Bentley and, and you see kind of what they're doing on the technical side of things, just breaking it down piece by piece so much more for everybody. And, and that, that's truthfully, that's truly helpful. Uh, that's been really awesome for every coach at any level to look at and say, okay, there's, there's more to it than just what, what I'm telling these guys, there's 800 little pieces for this one big step, so to speak. Uh, I, I, I mean, you're, 
again, with the renaissance of, of offensive line play, you're seeing just those big, fast, athletic guys that are offensive linemen just be recognized more. Whereas before they were, oh, they're just big lumbering guys. Now you're looking at, at truly extra large athletes that, that are finally getting some recognition they deserve for, for some of the just ridiculous things they can do um, at six, six, 320 pounds that you wouldn't, you wouldn't think they would be able to do. So I, I think that's part of, that's part of what's, what's finally being different and what's better about the, the position of offensive line is it's finally getting recognized um, for the positives other than in, in, in past years, maybe just the negatives. Yeah. Um, man, I, I just as a fan of, 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 football in general and, and, and desiring of, of knowledge. If I could just be a fly on the wall when they had, when Duke has his uh, O-line summit and, you know, and the same with being able to just listen in on, uh, on Vaughn Miller when they do their pass rush summit, oh, yeah. just, just to soak up that information. Um, it, it would just be amazing. I've, I've had the opportunity to, uh, to, to talk with Duke and, and, uh, when I lived in the DFW, he and I actually worked out at the same gym. Uh, and I can say I spotted him one time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, you know, for everything that he does, uh, he's one of the most humble human beings I've ever met. Yeah. Um, and he's as real as he appears on Twitter uh, and social media. Uh, and I think he did a great job of, of being an ambassador, not just for offensive line, but for for coaching and giving back in general, I think, you know, one of the things about this profession is we all try to do our best to give back in various ways. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, like you talked about earlier, your high school offensive line coach making a, making a huge impact on you and, and kind of somebody that you can go back to, um, you know, have you, uh, you had a chance to interview him for your podcast? We, we were working on it. We're trying to, um, it's just about making, making time to do it right now at this point, truthfully with kind of with us, with us potentially going back, we've been busy uh, as all heck trying to get everything ready. So it's been, it's been uh, kind of slowing down on my end, but if things go South, it's probably going to pick up really quickly on, <laughs> on getting, <laughs> getting guys interviewed. So uh, we've definitely talked about it. Uh, it's just a matter of finding a, finding a day and getting it done. Yeah. No doubt. Um, so, come a, as a college coach, when you go recruit, aside from just the general physical attributes, right, size and uh, and length, you know, what what are some things that you're looking for in, an, in a high school offensive lineman, and, and what would you encourage high school offensive line coaches to improve upon uh, in terms of player development? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for finish, and I'm looking for consistency. Uh, I want to see guys that play, play to that echo of the whistle, and and I want to see guys that that play within their, within their limits too. That aren't that aren't being overly aggressive, I guess. That aren't making mental errors. That aren't that aren't making mistakes or, or doing things that could hurt the team. Um, and, and just guys that that can move around. Uh, it, it's a lot easier, and this is at any level. It's a lot easier to find that guy who might be six three, two thirty five, two forty. 
that you know you can put 25, 30 pounds on than try to immediately recruit the guy, especially at our level, uh, than try to immediately recruit the guy who's 6'5", 300 pounds. Uh, first of all, we know that kind of at the division at the division three level, any anybody that's six five three hundred pounds that can run around and do things that we want we want it's going to be tough for us to get them because they're probably on somebody else's radar who can give a little bit more money or who can give them a, that full athletic scholarship. So those are things that are tough. But uh, I, I'm just looking for guys that are that are smart, uh, that have good technique, understand the game, understand situations. Uh, can, can play well with their hands, uh, you know, you, th that, that again, that, that, aren't, that aren't making a lot of mental errors um, and, and can just be, be guys that will give 100% when it's needed of them. Yeah, no doubt. And, and so when you guys are, are recruiting, you know, what, what are some things that you, that you, that, you know, y'all have at uh, at Lake Forest that kind of sets sets y'all apart uh, and kind of makes it a unique experience to come. Um, you know, aside from from being coached by uh, by by a social media celebrity. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we're we want guys that are going to fit into our family, and, and we we preach that all the time. That's one of the big things for us is we we're not we're not going to just throw out. Uh, offers to every kid we talk to, which unfortunately happens sometimes at this level, it's necessary, but uh, we want guys that are going to fit into our family. So we want guys that are going to be uh, great men on the field, great men off the field, um, do the things we're asked, you know, we've asked them to do, um, handle themselves in the classroom, uh, handle themselves out of the classroom, you know, do the things that, that the, the, the old quote of what, what are you doing when nobody's watching? Um, and, 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 you know, for us, it's, it's, can they handle the academic load and can they handle what we, what we ask of them? So, uh, we really, we really want to make sure that we build that relationship and we really want to make sure that they're going to be, again, like I said, that guy that's going to fit into our family here and, and, uh, and be a positive influence for everything that Lake Forest is about. Yeah, that's, that's a very important stuff. Uh, and I, and I agree, you know, at the college level, you guys are fortunate to have that opportunity to, you know, kind of pick and choose um, and fit, you know, at the high school level, we, we have to mold what we got, but uh, right. it, you know, it's still, I think if you have a desire to play and you, and you can, you know, beyond meeting the physical requirements, you, you can take care of yourself off the field, like in the classroom, in the weight room, um, in the community, you know, you create an opportunity for yourself. Um, I've asked other position coaches this, uh, what are you looking for on the highlight film? You know, cause for an offensive lineman, you and I can scroll through Twitter and we just see these quote unquote highlight clips and then they're just, mm -hmm. they're horrible. And, yeah. and, and it seems like the horrible ones are the ones that get the most attention. But then again, you know, not, they're not college coaches putting it out. There are these other, um, you know, accounts, but when a kid sends you or a coach sends you a film on an offensive lineman, what is it that you want to see? And I, I, you know, what's your ideal highlight tape for a kid? I, I want to see, I want to see guys that are number one athletic and can move and pull and do those types of things. 
I want to see guys that are finishers. And, and when I say finishers, I mean hands-on defender, feet, feet driving finishers, not guys. I don't, I don't want to see throwers. I don't want to see guys that, that throw and try to tackle um, the defender. I want to see guys that are going to finish blocks uh, with their hands, with their feet. Um, and, and just, I'm looking at, I'm looking at their footwork. I'm looking at, are they stiff? Are they athletic? Can they move? Can they move around? Um, and, and then I'm just looking at their body types. I'm looking at, again, like I said, you know, can, it's easy for us to take that 230 pound kid and make them a 260 pound kid. So how do they, how do they hold their weight? How do they, what, what's their frame look like? Uh, are they going to be able to put on 20, 30 pounds? Or are they going to be able to, to maintain their, their, their speed and athleticism when they put on that weight? So uh, there's, there's a lot of different little minuscule things, but I mean, truthfully, I can, I can tell a kid, especially at the offensive line. I mean, I can watch a minute of film and find and, and, and can tell what kind of player he's going to be or what kind of player he is. So it's, it's, once you kind of get going in that, it's it's a lot easier to watch those guys than it is to watch a, uh, a another position. So um, it, it, there's a lot of, of little little tiny things that I'm looking at that to make them uh, make them fit to what we're we're wanting. Gotcha. And, and you know, time wise, uh, you know, because because we're all on a time crunch from some some variation, even during this this whole deal right now. You know, what is it? How, how long is a highlight, in your opinion, should be? How long, you know, because if you guys like the kid, you're going to go back and ask for game film. Right. But, you know, are you are you anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes or anything over two minutes is way too long? How do you feel about all that? It, I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some that are too long. Uh, as long as you're getting – what you need to get across, I think anywhere from two to five minutes is probably, is probably good. Uh, anything below that, you're probably missing some, some items and then anything over that you're just throwing in stuff. And we, we don't want to see practice clips. We don't want to see seven on seven clips. Uh, we want to see game action. We want to see your games against good opponents. We want to see your games against um, top talent. So, those are kind of the things that we want to see. We don't want to see you completing a, a, a five-yard out route and, and practice against the, the JVs. Um, so, so a lot of those clips can probably start being cut from pilot films, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah, uh, no, no doubt. It's, uh, it's kind of frustrating. Um, you know, I go in sometimes and I'll – in uh, schools I've been at and kids tag their own highlights and it's like – that's that's not a highlight, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just I don't know, but um, well, it's been it's been a really awesome opportunity to talk with you. I, I want to uh, kind of close this out on some rapid fire stuff. Have you have you actually? I don't know how big of a, uh, a gamer you are or in the Madden. I, I'm I'm really not, but uh, I I posed a similar question on our uh, most recent chat about uh, the uh, position rankings. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the offensive line position rankings for the new Madden game? I haven't, but I'm 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 willing to bet that it's probably a popularity contest. Uh, Quentin Nelson's probably way up there, and, and he's he deserves it. He's he's great, but um, he's probably up there. I I, uh, I I'm willing to bet um, 
probably Zach Martin's up there. I think he's – is he still playing or is he the one that retired? He's he's still playing. Okay, he's probably up there. Um, I don't, But, yeah, I haven't seen too many of them. Okay, so so I, I just went on, you know, EA's w- website and I filtered and I just went all five all five spots. Uh-huh. Um, actually, you know what? Before we get to this, I wanted to ask one other question, then we'll come back to this. Sure. Versatility um, as an offensive lineman. Um, you know, in the ideal world, right, you've got at least 10, 10 guys, right? One, one backup for each position. Uh, but we know that that's not always the case. What kind of, you know, what would you like um, from at a, you know, whether it's at your level or at the high school level from a versatility standpoint, what do you think is, is a smart way to train that and, and, and the, you know, how, how valuable is somebody that can, you know, play a couple of spots on the line? Yeah. There, in my opinion, for, for high school, for high schoolers, if you're a right tackle, you should be able to play left tackle. You know, if you're a right guard, you should be able to play left guard. Um, and then once you get up to our level, once you get up to any any kind of higher level, I think it's important. And, and I always talk to my guys, I think if you're a tackle, you should also learn how to play guard. Um, and if you're a guard, you should probably also learn how to play center uh, and vice versa. Center should probably learn how to play guard as well. And, and that's just going to make you that much more um, – important to your to your coach to your to your team and 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 while you might not ever have to learn play that position in a game it's going to help you if there's injuries or if there's there's somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing and you're better than them then you never know what will happen so I think it's important that that a you can learn both sides or both both sides of the offensive line uh, and then b can can learn the offense enough that you know what everybody's doing where you can play that spot in a pinch yeah, uh, I agree with you on that. You know, I, I kind of like you know, for me, from a defensive line standpoint, I I want my guys to be able to play with both hands, mm-hmm. uh, right and left. You know, this whole I can only play on the 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 left side or the right side. Well, my we flip the field. We right. you know <laughs> exactly like that. Somebody goes down. Um, you know, in my mind, I, I need I need Swiss Army knife type players, right? Um, because there's to me, there's things. Uh, if you're an outside shade, whether you're a DT or a DN, you you know there's a chance where you're going to get a, a double team if you, there's a if they play with a lot of uh, tight ends, uh, Y attached, uh, that you would see if you were a three technique from a guard and tackle. So, you know, teaching how to how to defeat a double team is important for both guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three technique and a five technique have to learn how to take on pullers uh, and be prepared for kickouts. Uh, whether it's by a back or or, or an, a pulling lineman. So I think, you know, just being able to understand that standpoint and train that standpoint, uh, you know, and if obviously if we're uh, dropping off and, and, you know, a hybrid front, you know, that, that I'm not going to ask my, uh, my 6'2", uh, 270 DT to drop off in the pass coverage, uh, right. even though he thinks he's a, he's a hooper. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's an opposing figure and maybe in another year he could, he could do that. But for now, that's not what we're going to ask him to do. Right. But uh, going back to the Madden rankings. Okay. So Zach Martin is number one. He has a uh, 98 overall. Uh, Quentin Nelson is number six with a 94 overall. Okay. All right. 
Um, could you guess possibly who might round out the top four spots between Zach and Quentin Nelson? And this is for all offensive linemen? All offensive linemen. Um, probably Tyron Smith is up there. No. Um, um, gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, this is bad. I don't know. All right. I'll, I'll give you the teams. And okay. We'll, we'll see from there. All right. You've got uh, Green Bay. Kansas City, New Orleans, and Philly. Okay, so Green Bay's Bakhtiari. Yep. Kansas City's Mitchell Schwartz. Yep. Uh, who was it? New Orleans. Yes. Oh man. Maybe Max Unger. No. Oh. Teron Armstead. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and then who was the last team? Uh, Philly. Oh, Lane Johnson. Oh no, Kelsey. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So then to round out the top 10, Brandon Brooks from Philadelphia, Rodney Hudson uh, with the Raiders, okay. uh, Ronnie Stanley, and Trent Williams. Oh, okay. All right. Any, any qualms about any of those? No, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I, need to, I need to start paying more attention to the NFL offensive linemen. That's, 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 all, that's all you're telling me right there. <laughs> Man. Well, Coach, it's been awesome. Um, I really appreciate you t- for taking the time, uh, you know, playing along with this this little game and, and just kind of talking more. Um, thank you for, for being an open book about uh, about how to get better as a, as a coach and, uh, you, you know, for, for you and, and uh, Jack for the, for the chat and just being in a vehicle for everybody to, to grow from, regardless if you coach O-line or not. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is great, man. I I appreciate you having me on and, and, and talking with me. Really enjoyed my time talking with Coach Tony Schiffman. Hope you enjoy it as well. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And once again, thank you for checking us out on today's podcast episode.